You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Pat. How are you? Good, thank you very much. Had some sleep. Yes, sleep. Uh... Alive. We're rolling into the end of the year. So there's not long Very left, quickly. is there, really? No, there's, there's not. not. There's not long left till we kind no. of say goodbye to uh, the year that was 20, 2021. Yeah, what a year. For sure. What a year. I think yeah. everyone's uh, dragging their, dragging themselves to the finish line this year, there's no doubt. Yeah, there's definitely a bit of lag in the line. <laughs> Just a touch. <laughs> Just a touch. Yeah. yeah, so well done to everyone who's making it through. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you got two and a half... Well, depending on when you listen to this, but you've got you've got two and a half weeks to go, roughly. Yeah. yeah. So enjoy it. Who knows what twenty twenty two has? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that's part. Of that I think that's part of people's challenge, right? It's kind of like it's you know, um, we. It's easier to kind of either run from something or kind of run to something. It's harder to kind of keep a motivational state of acceptance, knowing that you actually have to learn to live with something right so it's kind of and i think that's been part of the emotional up and down of um of this year that we've lived through yeah i think that's really well said in terms of living with something and i feel that in myself like throughout this pandemic getting into an endemic or a if it it's a demic with something different on the front (laughs) so just getting my head around the demics and whether i should be running or duck diving um but yeah living with it i think is has been that has been that hard uncomfortable thing i think for Mm. people because it is uncertainty which is in a strange way i remember speaking to a futurist bridget engler about how it's actually a really good opportunity to live within uncertainty because really life is so uncertain Mm. and we sort of live in cultures where we like to pretend like life is very certain and we do. the next step is certain, but when you really draw back, it isn't. We're floating in, in space that's undefined, um, traveling at an infinite speed and spreading apart at a wild pace. So it's it's a wild scene if you really, if you really fall <laughs> you've, out. You've absolutely pulled out this morning. There is no, there is no doubt. My head's starting to go into that kind of rabbit hole sometimes that you fall into where you imagine like, I am this speck of dust on this bigger speck of dust inside this infinite kind of universe. And it just absolutely blows, blows your mind, doesn't yeah, it? It but, does. But we are kind of in, you know, you're right, like uncertainty is something that, um, you know, I think humanity kind of doesn't doesn't deal well with. So even if we kind of, we have to project some level of certainty, and I think it kind of links quite well into what we're going to talk about today in terms of kind of what's actually going on in the kind of world of, um, you know, the kind of the, the employee, the employer, and this this contract that exists between two two parties and how that's actually starting starting to evolve. Because certainly even that is grounded in this projection of certainty in that the future, so tomorrow, will look just like today. Yeah, it really is. Well, it has traditionally been, but I think it's being pulled into question now. And with undercurrents that are existing around that great resignation, and yep. then also on top of that is people searching for meaning in work. And that's sort of what we're 
and jumped off last week and jumping into this week is how do you build in meaning into work and what is meaningful work, I suppose, and how do businesses and organisations and individuals create that and make mm. that a sustaining, I suppose, practice so they can continue on doing what they like to do, which is God knows what in 2022. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I think there's a, there's a few things. Like the first, the first bit is starting to understand, so talent. So this kind of this great resignation piece is really, it's kind of, I think it's, it's really it's air cover for, for a few things. First mm-hmm. off, I think talent has never had more, more choice. And I think it's actually starting to take advantage of those, of those choices. So in some ways, the pandemic was a hold state in terms of that kind of, you know, I think really talented people rather than kind of move on to what was next, actually stayed dug in and actually helped organizations get through um, really what was an existential crisis, I think, in terms of kind of, you know, but we've now moved into a different world where talent ultimately is actually the the engine that drives most of the new value creation and that talent i think in most industries is becoming more extrapolated so it's becoming either you have kind of the i guess the um kind of lower paid higher paid however you want to kind of break that apart impact lower impact whatever kind of judgment you want to put on that talent is starting to win in the marketplace yeah, talent is really winning and it's certain skewed talent for sure. And it's entering a global stage. Absolutely. And that's where it's really sort of changing. Yeah. And shifting. But then there's also that shift underneath and that is talent really wants to create something meaningful. Like Correct. that's where it's sort of shifting. It isn't necessarily the pay. The it, no. Pa- the pay used to be the big differentiator where it's like, hey, I've got this much cheese coming to my castle. (laughs) Now it's like, where's the cheese come from? What are we doing with the cheese? Like, what's what's really happening here? And that's Mm. where businesses and organizations are happening to really, like, stand behind something. And that comes into our conversations where we're talking about how you differentiate and how you have to have an opinion in the world and stand behind that and look to move a certain needle other than your bottom line. Absolutely. And that's that's so well put is that that's exactly what's occurring. So talent does have choice. So when talent sits and kind of goes, okay, well, what am I going to do? There's broadly, there's a few choices. One, they can create the future themselves in terms of where with a kind of, um, you know, a band of partners go out and kind of say, well, I want to impact this or I want to create that. And access to capital has also never been easier because mm-hmm. capital is also looking for return. So you've got these kind of two forces that are actually starting to come together, which is that talent is looking to make an impact and capital is looking for a return and really for the first time i think what we're starting to see is those two things come together and to your point pat start to serve a bigger a bigger thing which is that i can actually kind of make an impact in the world i can generate return but then there's kind of these other areas which you're touching on which is that it's actually about the story and the narrative that actually goes with that which is kind of often the missing part in in that is about how do we actually craft a narrative to what we're actually doing that is actually really about you know the meaning of it um not just beyond impact on a specific issue at this particular point of time or a return in a financial year or over a five-year kind of you know earn out um whatever it is in terms of kind of you know the going public whatever it is that you're actually trying to do the meaning beyond that i think is actually what attracts the people you need to actually 
create and finalize the the idea. And I think often you see this in terms of the war for talent. It's really the the leader who or the organization that's kind of led by a group of people that can craft that story that is attractive to other people to come and actually make a difference. Mm, and to feel part of that. And then you start getting into the organizational mm. psychology of how do you actually let talent really guide itself you have objectives but how do you organize and let people feel a part of that and create meaningful work for themselves within that organization so it's like yeah. how do you give people enough um scope and space to feel like they are autonomous to a degree <laughs> yeah, like totally. and how do you organize that and Absolutely. how do you run that yeah so there's yeah different settings around how do you how do you guide that sort of practice um and how does an organization sustain that but yeah that narrative casting and then also just making sure you sit behind it because as we were talking there is so much greenwash going on Mm. um but your talk around what's sort of happening as a surfer's brain just made me think of of a new wave being created and that was around we've seen these waves before but it's coupled with opportunity coming in there with capital looking for ways to get return and then talent looking for ways to create meaning and we're sort of heading into web.30 yeah. and it's it's a serious time for new things to arise on, on top of a pandemic epidemic damn-demic <laughs> a damn-demic I like the uh, like the fruity and slip there that's, yeah. that's very good oh, I said yeah. damn-demic <laughs> oh there you go I was I mine your ears. it was mine it was to my ears oh, sorry all about Victorians that. out there yeah. will hear that one exactly. for sure <laughs> just, just start shaking like yeah. I do every Jump time I see a damn Murphy song <laughs> yeah. oh damn yeah, Murphy oh, exactly. they're gonna play with that but yeah, um maybe yeah. maybe no, but you're so right. Like I think the so in, in a surfing analogy, what I think capital is actually the the swell. So if you think about kind of capital, oh, yeah, that's a good point. it's kind of coming out of it and it's really the swell that's actually yeah. coming through. But then the people who are actually kind of doing something with the wave that that capital actually creates are really the surfers in, in that analogy. And I think what they're what they're able to do is actually create a style. Right. So I think mm. that's again, you can kind of extend that metaphor and say, well, there's there's different styles in surfing. So there's yeah. kind of broad categorization, whether you're, you know, kind of someone who's really into kind of shortboarding and airs, whatever it is, or you're someone who's more into kind of classic longboard or performance longboarding whatever that actually is there's a whole different spectrum yeah that exists in that space but then there's individual people in that who actually kind of are able to drive drive a difference and kind of have a style of their their own and i think the big thing that you're that you're pointing out is that much like in sport in terms of that it used to be this thing where young people had to serve their apprenticeship, right? So they had to kind of come up and in, into the team. And I think we're now seeing that. I mean, I used to have a, a boss who used to tell me you'd be the finished article when you're when you're 40. And I used to think about that and I'd be, well, actually what you're telling me is that you'll be finished extracting the value out of me the best way you possibly can by the time I'm 40. And that's a really kind of lovely narrative to, to tell yourself that you're teaching me a skill set, but actually, really you know i kind of had the skill set of course there's always things you can learn and be taught but the kind of then the investment in that learning kind of isn't necessarily there and i think that's what's changed is that you know i think you know i see this every day you see people come into work and they're like yeah i'm ready to roll and then the organizational structure actually has to change around that so it's a, it's about enhancement right so they rather than being the manager or the leader who's kind of going do it exactly like that what you're saying is have a think about this put it together yourself or but you need to work on kind of you know how you 
explain that or kind of how you pull it through but what you can't do is as push down talent mm. and i think that's the real difference that, that's come through but then you also have to understand that not everyone is that way in terms of kind of talent i think there's also people you have to help pull up and kind of actually you know help them recognize their own their own talent and that's i think that's difficult um you know it puts the um, kind of the manager in today's world in a quite a challenging situation where there's some people you have to kind of help pull up and there's others you kind of have to like you know like really loosely kind of um manage as they go out and actually are the stars of the show mm. you say that well and that is a new field i think as a manager having to really listen and understand on each individual personal node personal mm. front where they're sitting and how they need development and what helps them grow and feel part of something bigger because that's ultimately what meaning is is to feel part of something bigger than yourself spot on yeah. um but i'm still going back to that surfing analogy i think you missed one bit and i think what's happened is uh, the tides come in or we've we've actually increased by 1.5 degrees and there's a bit more water in the in the soup mm. and there's new reef there's a new landscape that people are trying to surf now yeah. and that is the, on an individual level organizational level mm. and it's happened quick and that is that sort of 10 10 years and two sort of thing that's happened and that's why we're getting bottlenecks of talent i think as well and yeah. a real dry a certain dry bed or oversaturated and not enough yeah. surfers. I don't know where the analogy is going there now. <laughs> so we're, t we're talking about kind of um, Sumatran kind of uh, reef, reef lifts. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, you know, earthquake comes through and kind of move, moves it forward. But yeah, I, I think the, the thing that I would say is that we live in a world now where kind of um, things are sped up. So mm. what technology has done is kind of make that... Um, it makes it more critical. So the kind of, you know, the, I think the feedback loops are, are, are quicker. Mm. So what I would say used to occur is that kind of ideas were more long form in terms that you'd have people kind of working away, doing this sort of stuff. And that still happens. But then there's this pop now kind of in, into the world and they either take off or they don't. Right. So there's kind of this, I don't even know really how to explain it, but it's more that they, they jump. These ideas jump kind yeah, of okay. out of, out of kind of, out of you know, skin. Yeah, yeah, or they they don't. Yeah. But I think the work that's gone into it is still the same. Mm. Mm. Yeah, okay. I think I hear what you're saying. Mm. And work is a lot more collaborative now as well in terms of making Absolutely. something jump. Mm. And how do you get something to jump? Yeah. But yeah, that casting for organizations and creating that meaning <laughs> is is a is a challenge, and I it think is. it's something that coming back to that managerial role or that role that sits either pulling or helping, coddling, whatever we call it, yeah. um, around listening to what is meaningful for that organisation and allowing people. Because the other thing that we're hitting is people really love personal brand now and use personal brand within their... Yeah, and then within how did hitting that hitting <laughs> yeah. that note is really hard. In some of our work that we're doing now, it's around helping organizations actually grow their impact and yep. so understanding what their story is to help them grow that impact and understanding how that sits in the ocean of narrative which is sort of press and news and getting people's awareness sure. around things but then understanding their mess messaging in within that and how it sits in with the organizational <laughs> message it gets quite hard and then it you does. throw in personal yeah. brand in there and you're like well, wow, that's a bomb. Yeah, and like I think there's there's a lot to to unpack and um, yeah. unpack in that. I think the the first part of it that you're kind of talking about is the is the rise of the individual within a collective. Mm. So you know, I think when 
that's best understood through like if the organization is the is the kind of the steady the steady note in that so it's kind of like i often think about that as that i work for um or i work with um or i kind of i work at and i think you kind of want your employees to be talking about i work with, with. right so in terms of that when you have kind of superstar talent right so it's kind of you know and i think you see this in lots of lots of forms whether it's kind of music whether it's kind of you know all of these kind of expressive things technology um even sports it's kind of you have the superstar but i think the superstar who's connected to a team the team is the constant right so you know like there's lots of challenges that come with talent kind of skipping skipping around because i don't think it then becomes you know kind of the 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 meaning for the rest of the group is kind of lost whereas i think in an organizational context if it can kind of be like i work with and the organization has you know what you've already pointed out a really clear purpose a point of view on the actual impact it's trying to make in the world across multiple different dimensions Mm -hmm. then that person can, can say that but the organization also has to be comfortable with that person having their own perspective there has to be room there has to be room for that so they have to be a, like a flavor of of that so it's kind of you know the Heinz 57 flavors of kind of you know goodness there's like yeah. 50 different different 57 different flavor notes how do we kind of pull that together and allow people to be themselves but have a riff on that i don't think they can be misaligned so like if my point of view is that i don't know like the environment is everything and you know you were over here kind of basically you know you drive a massive kind of big ram truck you know and you literally just leave it running in the parking lot all day (laughs) and you're proud of that that's that's a disconnect that we're never going to be able to solve but if you have a point of view on kind of you know electric cars that is different because you drive a big dodge truck that's totally i think within reason because those two things can coexist like you can't create uniformity anymore you're listening to bau business as unusual the podcast that is shifting the way we think interact and transact your hosts patrick beggs of per production a production house that works with organizations to create media that strengthens culture and communicates that culture to the world And Joe Rogers, CEO of The Contenders, a brand agency famous for crafting brands which deliver results for those who work for them, shop for them and support them. For more information, head to baupod.co. And if you find this podcast insightful, please help us by telling a friend and rating us on iTunes. Thank you. Now back to our conversations. We're hitting on a note that really is at the systemic level or systemic level of where organizations are starting to i think that's where they have to grow is to understand that i feel like yeah. it's been top down for a long time and saying you can't do that we're paying your checks yeah, exactly. what are you doing you can't yeah. even have an opinion yeah. didn't even know you had a face <laughs> type well, of thing. What do you but reckon? now the yeah. strength the strength yeah. for that organization yeah. is yes you do and you've got a beautiful face yeah. and it's unique Spot and on. you should really feel proud of that and we're here to help um, this is what we stand for. And that's part of the screening process about who fits best fit for culture and best fit. But how do you fit that with a diverse mm. lens? Well, I was going to ask you that. Like, where does where do you think diversity mm. fits into that? So kind of because diversity arguably is kind of it's the same level that it can go quite wrong when the organization tries to control diversity i.e tries to force it in into being rather than kind of more that it morphs and it happens naturally Mm, i think it has to come from a 
intent, intentional level. Yep. And then I suppose also betting into your values. I don't know. This is just me thinking about how and coming from, I think an interesting use case is community radio when I existed in community radio, which yep. is at 3CR in Melbourne. Yep. Shout outs, awesome organization. And they're one of the organizations that I always think about that managed to house so many different voices. Um, their whole shtick is diversity of voice and their whole thing that ties everyone together is um, sharing news and a current affair from the perspective of who doesn't usually have the mic. It's a radio station. And there's so many opposing views within there to a degree. It's all sort of housed together in one, but mm -hmm. that diversity is sitting in there so uniquely that it feels quite confusing at times when you first get in there but then you really see how it all sits yeah but allowing people to exist in there and and feel part of it is sort of how you do it but i don't know how you impose it because now you're getting screening um in organizational sense and they're having to tick the diversity box if they're yeah. getting certain <clears throat> funding and they're having to tick in inclusion they're having like it's getting very bureaucratic so and i think a lot of people who fall from a minority of really feeling that in yeah. terms of like i'm here to make up the numbers or i'm here to do this and like that's a not a nice feeling no no and it's 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 the organization kind of writ large i mean i think you know what's interesting about what you're talking about in the with the radio station is that i would you know just kind of i would say that its purpose is big enough tent to house yeah. that that diversity but then it, what it doesn't do is kind of the editorial control in terms of kind of enforcing that so it's its perspective is that a community is diverse right yeah and then it al allows its community to, to be diverse whereas the opposite point is when an organization says we really need to do something on inclusion and diversity therefore it looks like this and what what they tend to do is yeah. go well there's a percentage we've got a goal we've got this we've got that and i think we live in this tension between things that naturally occur because they are of a time and they are of a culture versus this kind of this top-down approach that you know i think is it really no longer serves serves us, and it's it's ultimately reflecting in the or what's actually happening to the organization as it either becomes <clears throat> more focused, you know, whether that's about kind of its um yeah like kind of you know you see a lot of this in terms of kind of what's happening with different companies kind of needing to to split apart reform themselves because they the meaning across the organization actually isn't um isn't almost controlled so it's kind of like how do we put this kind of together it's like Woolworths for example spinning off its liquor business now you can argue that's about capital allocation but it's also about that the drinks business is actually quite different than the supermarkets business in terms of kind of you know how you've got to go look for new product even right so there's there's difference in that but kind of commonality is that the people working there broadly want to work for an organization that has some level of meaning and kind of I think the last part to get into is the proximity to the power source as well so in terms of how close am i to the actual people making the decisions and how proximate is that is also part of part of meaning right i mean it's it's no good to work in something that's very very hierarchical and feel like you're a cog on the wheel it is good to work in something that does have hierarchy but if the boss walks by you can be like oh hey mate right and, ha and the boss is actually interested in in what you have to say yeah and that's 
comes down to a cultural thing and it comes down to that real values based and whether that's intrinsically laid out in the value structure or whether it naturally occurs is, is yeah. two Well, what things. do you reckon? Do you think you can change? Like, do you think you can enforce values? So let's just say that we, <laughs> we sit around and we kind of come no, up value, with... You can, you can have them stated, but they have to be lived. Lived. And they yeah. have to be lived from within everyone. But I think naturally humans mm. do feel it from a... Yeah a power structure so yeah. if if people if the organization has a structure within it where there are people who make more of a decision than the others it isn't governed by like a, a charter or it isn't governed yeah. by like everyone sits in a round table and makes a decision and puts yeah. a tag in a hat <laughs> yeah. and that way which i think yeah. organizations are heading yeah. but it has to be lived yeah. And it has to be lived by the people who are making those decisions. So what if it's been lived, right? So this, yeah. this is the other question. And this, this might be maybe the last kind of episode we do, do in this area. So what if it's, what if it's been lived, Pat? Yeah. So what if, it's, what if it's been lived? So let's just say that the culture itself is kind yeah. of not... We could take it either way. So yeah. it could be a really, really great culture that is challenged some, mm -hmm. somehow. So it could come across an external crisis like the pandemic, for example. Yeah. Let's just say you've got a really cohesive team that is very used to working together in an environment and kind of every, the norm is kind of we spend a lot of time together, yeah. right? So that's challenged. So mm. then is are we getting back to the values that served us in a new form in that instance? Or let's say we have a really broken culture and we kind of need to change the, our values. I.e., It's been very hierarchical, very kind of, you know, lots of different stuff going on, etc. It's to me, it's always this, this interesting challenge is that values kind of once they're set and once they're normed are very difficult to, to move. Like they're really, really difficult to move. They are. You have to really get in there with an excavator, and yeah. that's that takes a lot of moving of people. I think, if yeah. especially if you've got a culture that isn't necessarily serving those values mm. that you're prov what is it prov I can't say the word <laughs> pronouncing or provocating or yeah. putting out into the world, and you're not backing that up mm. to actually get the organisation to back that up. I think you need a whole new leadership team, and then. Even then, it's going to take a lot of strength. Football teams are an interesting one around changing that and how they do take it from a leadership perspective and they there do. are stars within that. But I think you can do that at an organisational level where you have to have really strong leadership and you have to have a really strong, clear direction about how you're going to shift that culture. But for, as for a culture that's great and you want to take that into, say, the digital sphere that is, mm. that is the pandemic, pandemic, and all the other demics that exist, <laughs> yeah. I think it is... A lot easier to leap there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think you'd be harking on a strong history there saying this is how it was. Let's try and create it now mm -hmm. where we can be at home a bit more and let's enjoy the time when we are around each other and let's in include each other on the, on the interwebs when we we're communicating and let's try and keep it a bit open source and feel like we're around... Whatever around, I'm sure they weren't around a water cooler, but everyone says the water cooler. Yeah, I've never understood that. A lot yeah. of offices don't have water coolers. Yeah. <laughs> so, so those moments. Yeah. Yeah. For those moments in No, that's very well put. And maybe that's where we where we go next is kind of that that idea that so there's two parts. So there's two parts. One is that how do you keep kind of values being being proved when it's been forever thus is that best link back to historic norms mm. and how you how you do that because that's certainly one way that you kind of you know you you recast meaning so that's kind yeah. of the first strategy that you can take the second one is more about you actually have to bring in new totems and what what i mean by that is that you know it's 
it's no different than in tribal kind of um, societies where often if there's something that, that happens, um, they tended to, well, sacrifice some people, but often leaders actually need, were cast out because they actually kind of took the society down the wrong, the wrong road, right? And you see this even in um, exploration, right? So kind of, you know, a lot of great kind of explorer stories are often, it, it wasn't the first explorer um, who kind of actually ended up leading leading the mission. Typically, there was some form of mutiny or revolt because quite clearly things were not going to plan. Yeah. So therefore, the kind of, you know, the crew or the kind of, you know, the, the person who had the actual kind of, um, I guess, the power of the people took over so it's it's interesting that within that structure it's more about what you're saying around the, with the footy team it's kind of that you have to actually basically cast out the leadership but the new leadership i'm always interested do they come back and recast history right so that do they actually take is it just one tactic or is it is it two and perhaps that what what's we unpack in next episode yeah i think that'll be a good one to unpack mine's already going there how do you how do you take teaser alert <laughs> just remember though you are just a speck <laughs> oh no you're literally gonna wreck my day with that. you have no idea what happens to me when i start thinking about that i just end up my head feels like i'm like and then i have this weird thing anyway we're really off track now yeah but i have this thing that comes back where i feel like like i could be like in an alien's like fish tank and yeah. just like i'm this little play toy and it's just my brain yeah doesn't work anymore oh well, that's great we've done that to you today <laughs> But yeah, so for next week, we'll get your brain back there and then we'll try and figure out how to recast the narrative when culture's gone terribly wrong and you've just been, your organisation is a, a culture in a fridge like a yogurt that's just gone completely off. <laughs> Done deal. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Well, that All sounds right. really great, Pat. All right. Look forward to getting into the soon. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Thank you for listening to BAU Business As Unusual. Subscribe and learn more at baupod.co. That's baupod.co.